Welcome to the Mojo Mecca. We are a media, wellness and artistry hub that from its inception into this present moment has always been a shared space for candid storytelling, deep wisdom and inspiration for living a life rich in ritual, creativity, heart-centeredness, purposeful pursuits and a whole lot of mojo. Beyond this podcast portal, we have created a radical new social app and supportive online community. If you're down to drop into an online space full to the brim with authenticity, artistic evolution, powerful resources and kindred hearts from all around the world, it's social media made magic again. We also meet each Sunday via Zoom to dance, meditate, make art and commune with one another. We're so grateful for the continued support of Mojo Mecca and all that we offer. And so take a nice deep breath. Come right into this present moment and receive all that you need to from this conversation. I am here chatting to Zoe Lynn Vandhoff. She is such a radiant golden being, <laughs> golden being the turmeric connection too, um, and such an entrepreneurial spirit. And she's doing such incredible work in the world. And I've been inspired to drop in with her for a while. So I'm really happy that I followed that intuition and we got to have this conversation. So she's a plant lover through and through. She grew up plant-based, developed her own intuitive herbalism, foraged, grew organic food, and was surrounded by botanicals through her massage therapist slash naturopath mother. And this passion has continued through her entire life and quite organically led her to share that wisdom and that passion through creating purposeful products and offerings. So she is the founder of Wunder Workshop, a brand which celebrates plants, soil health, grower to consumer transparency and products with purpose. Its origin, which we get into in the podcast, came in discovering a small-scale family-owned turmeric farm in Sri Lanka and feeling called to share the medicinal properties of this powerful root, especially when grown in a sustainable way by people who care. And that's at the essence of, of all that she does, is in that just taking so much time to discover and connect with um, the the most vibrant and and vital sources of plants and just bringing them to people it's it's such special work that she does she carries this same essence and intention of care into her second initiative essentials by zoe ldh which sadly born from her late mother's journey with breast cancer offers a botanical-infused breast care oil that reminds us to lovingly massage and get to know our breasts more intimately. Through Essentials, she also offers a grief balm for softening the pain, opening your heart and calming your anxiety. And we continue to speak a lot about grief and the ongoing depths of her journey with loss, but how it's also allowed her to experience more joy and appreciation for her life. We also touch on new ways of business, growth not being linear, 
the importance of deep passion and intention behind all that you do, how to create daily balance and nourishment of the many areas in one's life, and how to surrender to receiving help, and probably so much more, but I'll allow you to drop in and enjoy this conversation. My name is Zoe, and I'm the founder of Wonder Workshop and Essentials by Zoe LVH. Um, and Wonder Workshop is really about plants and soil health, and we create beautiful uh, herbal products with yeah all kinds of plants that we've sourced directly from farms across the world, but mainly Sri Lanka. And then Essentials is a skincare brand, and that I really just developed through. Um, losing my mother to breast cancer and yeah I think I'll talk more about that later but um, both of these brands have really the well the more the older I get I realize they've both fully come from my upbringing and my childhood and my relationship to my mother and um, yeah so I was I was born in Australia actually so um, but I don't sound Australian um, I have Australian passport and I've always felt very at home in Australia but also very um, foreign and I think I've I feel this all over the world because I've had a bit of a mixed um, like upbringing uh, so yeah when I was born in Australia my parents divorced when I was one and um, that's kind of when my mom decided to take me back to the Netherlands where she was from and I lived there with her and her mother so my grandmother and when my grandmother passed away, I was four years old. So we moved to Germany to um, my mother's uh, sister because that was the closest family we had. So yeah, I moved around a lot. And I think that's kind of, yeah, I notice now has given me always a bit of a confusion of like, where am I from? Um, and I've always seen my mother as my home. And since she passed away again, that's like a whole nother story, but it's like another journey of knowing or finding your home and yeah that feeling but at the moment I'm actually living in Mallorca which uh, is part of Spain and I moved here in November from London and that was really like a such a heart like a heart decision it came um, really from just a pure connection to the the land and the earth here when I went on a, a birthday trip with a friend here three years ago and I had no idea about the island and just being here I just I, I can't even put it into words but it just felt like a homecoming and um yeah I had like butterflies in my belly and anyway it was just such a magical moment that I've never experienced with with a place um so that's really what I decided three years ago I want to move here and I yeah, thankfully made it happen last year even during the pandemic um but yeah going back to my childhood I think it's yeah just been such a well I guess for everyone of course the childhood shapes us in all kinds of ways but for me as as a business owner I think it's just been so interesting to observe all of this like my mother was a, a naturopath and a, um, like a holistic therapist so I was always surrounded by botanicals and herbs and I was raised vegetarian and we would go foraging for berries or nuts or mushrooms in the forest and we'd grow vegetables in the garden so yeah I think that was shaped me so much in terms of being really interested and connected to 
to nature and to the plants and learning from plants and kind of also building up my own intuitive herbalism in terms of knowing which plants can be good for what or connecting to flowers and yeah just spending time with them and I really appreciate that now I really look back and see that as a like such an incredible journey of of learning and also yeah appreciating you know the more alternative upbringing like I think as a child I in the beginning I didn't realize I was any different and I would you know be proud of all these things and I think as a teenager it's more normal to suddenly feel like I, I felt like the odd one out always <laughs> during any well during school especially and and with friends I always felt I was different um but I could never pinpoint what it was but I think now looking back I realized that's such a different upbringing that I think that must have definitely been part of it um but yeah so I think that is really what shaped me very much to wanting to do something with plants and create yeah products that are good for the people and the planet and um are sourced in a very sustainable way and yeah but that also really comes from I think curiosity I always try to think of what is the you know the main drive for all of these things and I think it was just always being curious and also my mum really like fostering that curiosity like for me to just go out into the woods and explore and be curious what things are and ask and research or analyze and so yeah I think that's kind of the how I've really explored myself the last few years is seeing all of that and appreciating that really and not taking it for granted or thinking it's weird but just yeah really celebrating that part of me that was there from a very early age and I'm so happy that I can yeah integrate that into my in my career or my work life and yeah yeah you can just so feel that and sense that within you it's kind of like you've had this this thread like through your whole life you know that's just carried that innate wisdom there and obviously through that the connection that your mum brought you to and just how much she cultivated that within you too and obviously like her legacy you know feels like it breathes on and lives on through you too which is so beautiful and and that you are like continuing and expanding the work that she already begun to I just feel like that's just so so special and I can just like yeah feel like her presence as you're talking to it it's just so yeah so amazing oh and yeah I'm just so so curious I mean yeah the word curiosity <laughs> I'm so curious about you and and just the way that um yeah you've had this innate wisdom and and passion for plants but what was kind of the initial I guess spark of of or drive towards perhaps you know creating or curating some sort of um, product or creation around this and how did that like I guess in the initial stages I guess of Wunder Workshop was that the first and then Essentials was after that yeah um, yeah I'd love to just hear how you kind of how that was born and and maybe a little bit about that initial kind of journey of of creating. Yes yeah, so I um, well when I was 18 I went to university and I think that really again when I look back it's like so cliche my my school was just set up for 
you know, you either have to study politics or become a doctor or a lawyer. And there wasn't much room to think differently. And of course, I my mom was already had such a different profession, but I think she really wanted me to be able to do anything. And I also just assumed, okay, now, you know, I have to go to university and, you know, have like a proper job or something so I studied political science and criminology um, which were just like if I look back they're still like interests I, I still find all these things very interesting but they weren't like a passion and I, I went on to do um, a master's in international relations with a focus on climate change and I think that brought in more of, of a passion was that I could you know focus on climate change and bring a bit of my personal beliefs into that but um yeah and then after that actually i i decided i want to work in interior design again <laughs> totally different but i i just always believed in the effect of a beautiful home or a beautiful setting on on our well-being and how important it is and like my mum would decorate our home always so beautifully and it was always cozy and you know I'd come to other homes sometimes and it would be like harsh lights and I would just feel it like physically like wow okay this has such an effect on my well-being so I thought okay I want to work in interior design but after two or three years I realized again it was just more of an interest and I, I really I mean it happened through reading The Power of Now which maybe sounds very cliche but <laughs> by Eckhart Tolle um, and I just it was such an awakening like I really realized I wasn't living in my most truest self in the present and I was looking forward to the weekend or to holidays or you know I was always living kind of in the future and planning ahead and yeah, so that book really shifted my whole thinking and I realized that wherever, if I was traveling, the first thing I would do is go to a herbal shop. No matter what country, I'd be like so excited as the first sight, it would be going to a local shop or some like a local supermarket to just see what kind of different botanicals they would be selling or spices. And so, yeah, I started to really observe and notice that all of the money I was making working at these places I was actually spending on the most beautiful foods and ingredients and yeah it was just like a, a real awakening reading that book and then realizing I'm I'm not living my truest self and that my passion really is herbs and herbal medicine and plants and um, so yeah and that kind of coincided with going back to Sri Lanka again so my mum would take me well it's been we went a few times to Sri Lanka to very um, down-to-earth Ayurvedic retreats where we would learn a lot from Ayurvedic doctors and my mum was always learning more and more about yeah herbal medicine and all of these things so I, I joined her and um, yeah and I think that just coincided with me wanting to create my own project or my own brand and I stayed longer in Sri Lanka and I, I came across a beautiful um, turmeric farm that that grew turmeric in the most like kind of yeah um, ancient or traditional way of, of planting it alongside all kinds of other herbs and plants and trees and it would grow next to cacao trees that would give it shade and next to ginger trees that would exchange nutrients so it's just like such a learning journey also to see how how beautiful one can farm and I think that's when I really decided okay I want to work with turmeric and that was 
yeah, the first ingredient that I tried to import to the UK and learned the whole process of, you know, taking this beautiful plant and creating beautiful products with it. And that was kind of the, yeah, the start of Wunder Workshop. And um, so, yeah, that was seven years ago now, I think. No, not, yeah, seven years ago. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, that, that moment of launching my business also coincided with kind of the yeah the most I guess I never know what word to use for it but it's a combination of the biggest change and the most tragic thing that happened to me is that my mother was diagnosed with cancer and that was yeah that was a month after I launched the business and at that time she lived in Germany and I was in London so every 10 days I would go for 10 days to Germany to to be there for her and um yeah, I mean, in a way, it was such a blessing that I just left my job and started my own thing because it just meant I had this flexibility. And looking back, I'm so grateful that I was able to just go and be there with her. And yet still, you know, I thought I had to run this <laughs> tiny, tiny business back in London. But I think that's what kept me sane and very, you know, optimistic or kept me going that I was like, oh, I'm building up this business, which was, you know, we all I did was sell my freshly made golden milk at small markets in Portobello Road in London and um but yeah I I yeah my mum was like terminally ill for a whole year before she passed away and yeah it's if I look back it was just such a yeah a profound year I mean it's it was your whole relationship that one has with your mother and like your kind of I guess there's still like your caregiver like that whole changed around like I suddenly was 100% there for her and I had to shower her and feed her like it went quite quickly so it was just such a yeah I think it really like the moment she was diagnosed like this kind of sense of loss or like this grief already started and um yeah it's definitely something I'm still processing and I think it's still like very traumatic to to analyze how that year was like you know just changing your position in, in your relationship as a 25 year old and my mother was really more like a, a sister or like a soulmate to me than just a mother um so yeah it was in a way very beautiful because I I was able to really fully give back to her in the way that she'd raised me and it was yeah a very intense but in a weird way beautiful year and um I think I never expected if I look back we, well me and my auntie who looked after her we never expected she would die and I think we were both in this like um ignorant bliss of like oh it's going to be fine and I think that's what this hope is what like kept us going in such a positive way and also my mom actually never ever talked about death and looking back I mean it was so obvious like she lost I don't know like 15 kilograms and you know it was just she couldn't walk anymore but we were still all just so hopeful that it was just like going to pass and um so yeah that that was just such a crazy and interesting start to starting my business in that year and through that experience as well I started um essentials um because my mom had all of these beautiful essential oils from her practice and her therapist um her beautician studio so we were just blending them all and she was massaging her breast as kind of a self-care ritual to not you know feel 
hatred towards her breast because that's where her cancer was. So more as like a, a loving way she was massaging her breasts. And that's when I realized I'd never checked my own breasts or massaged them at 25 years old. So that's when I decided with her that we would bottle them and, and give them to friends and well, her friends and my friends. And that's how then, um, yeah, my other brands really started with, with her still. And it was like a few months before she passed away that I started that one. And yeah, that really just came purely from realizing, yeah, we need to have a ritual to tune in with our breasts and our personal health. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of the journey of my two brands of how they started and where I am now. Yeah, and it, they just both obviously carry so much of her within them right like they're so they're both so born from from her essence and from her threads that she had already you know begun with you and wow yeah it's just I mean it's all all parts of the spectrum right at once it was like it must have been just the most heartbreaking but then also to have that be born from it too as a kind of I guess that's what I said before, like a legacy and a continuation of her essence to like out in the world and to allow that to continue to ripple and also probably to help you be supported, you know, in your life beyond having her as a support, like she's still supporting you through the products, through the business, you know, like that, that, and as you continue to grow those, it, you know, it supports you and your partner and your life together and, you know, living the beautiful bountiful you know earth connected life that I'm sure she would have so wanted you to live <laughs> and that she lived you know so it's yeah I can just I could see all of that and I cannot imagine how how it feels to to lose a mother I was just reflecting on yeah my own relationship with my mother and yeah it's I cannot <laughs> it's just so yeah so huge but you're amazing and <laughs> you're an, an alchemist in transforming that into, into what you do and, and the life that you lead and the light that you radiate to. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's very just deeply, deeply inspiring. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm constantly learning from it. It's such a journey. It's only been... Um, five years now yes five years which sounds long but it's I still have moments where I have this like ping of like oh my god my mom is dead I even still like it's I mean it just depends on what flow you are or what state it can still sometimes just hit like it's she's not there and um yeah it's it's such a it's such an interesting journey and and living with grief of course everyone will well experience this grief or will experience it but it's just such a yeah it, in some ways I'm always like okay I'm also very grateful for the grief because it's just such an eye-opener and it's it's such a connector to myself and to everything else like emotions feel like the extreme and all the spectrum you know not just the sadness but also the beauty like I can just <laughs> look at a tree and feel so much compassion and, and love and um, I could cry sometimes from gratitude like so it just feels like it really has accentuated my my emotional inner world and how I feel and perceive things so I'm always trying to 
yeah think of the positives that I'm learning through grief and and really now truly understanding how grief is love and and how I carry that within me and in the beginning I was always um kind of looking outside of me for signs that my mom is there you know I just didn't know how to expect it or how to work with those energies and it took me a while to realize she's just within me and in my heart and it's such a beautiful thing to really come to that realization and of course she is everything and and nature but to really truly feel her in your heart is just such a that was just such a beautiful kind of yeah realization a few years ago and uh, it also helped because I was really like looking for signs constantly I was like where where's the sign and and of course I still like like to see signs but it's yeah it's just beautiful to learn that that it's just pure love that's within you and around you yeah I know and uh, I was going to even ask you about that like whether you do feel her in that way but then I even in just like looking at you you know I can just like feel her you know it feels like more of a radiance and a presence that's carried within you and it's and it like it like you said too and I I so see that deeply in you too is like the the opening that grief gave you into the depth of of emotion in that full spectrum and I can see how deeply you really honor and appreciate life now too in in having gone through the depths of that and it's it's such a beautiful teaching for a lot of us who kind of rest in more of that or perhaps yeah don't take the time to either really deeply sink into the emotions that they're feeling you know the sadness or the anger or what's coming up or really sink into a deeper presence with what's happening you know a deeper feeling of connection to nature or to one another like you know and and it's become more and more common these days I guess in the civilized world to kind of be more of like that monotonous sort of you know um yeah you just it's it is more about the just getting by sort of thing and not not stopping to actually really sink in and and see what's going on check in and I'd love to speak to perhaps how how the last year has been for you in that sense because you already live in in that sort of in that sort of way and and I guess perhaps even from your perspective what do you see happening on that more like global level because it has been quite a you know like it has been more of that intense time where we do have time and space to sink into um, both the depths of of emotion and you know and fear and all of those sort of um, I don't want to say lower emotions but you know the more kind of heavy in a sense um, but then also I feel it's been a, a beautiful way for us to slow down and appreciate life too so it has been kind of tandem both of those uh, all at once right I'd love to just kind of yeah hear from you how you reflect on on this time that we're in as as a humanity (laughs) this crisis but this opportunity you know yes definitely I mean one thing of course that's a major topic is change and adapting to change and I think that was the 
the biggest lesson of losing my mother was the fact that we were planning things years ahead you know she would say oh for my 70th at this time she was 66 but she would already say oh when my 70th we're going to celebrate we're going to I don't know I don't even know safari or we're going to India like something beautiful and big that she had like on the horizon and that was the plan and or say oh next year we're going back to Sri Lanka and I was just like yes amazing and I, I accepted all these plans and obviously then realizing she 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 died you realize wow we've made these plans and, and it was such a hard on top of obviously going through the grief it was also such a constant grief of griefing these plans that we'd made or like these these future ideas of we would always kind of yeah I would always say oh I'm gonna have a beautiful cottage and I would have like a side cottage for her if she was like 80 or 90 and she'd have like a granny flat or something and we would daydream about that or if I ever had children that she would just you know be able to live there with us and that's still something that I find really painful to to think about because it's this yeah adaption to to something that won't happen and I think that's something that this whole year has really highlighted again because we've all made plans and we've all got expectations of what we're going to do and what we wanted to do and it's like I think a constant yeah some sense of grief of we're not doing these things and um but it's also like yeah a constant lesson of doing what we really want to do in smaller scales and do them now and make them happen if you can of course and prioritize things that are really important for oneself and also just you know I for example I find uncertainty really exciting like I, I think that's maybe part of running like two businesses it's important to to love uncertainty but I just find it yeah so exciting to wake up in the morning and anything could happen any opportunity can come up and I just yeah find that really exciting so I think that's maybe something one can nearly train to see uncertainty as like something that is positive and just shows that life isn't like stagnant or the same and or you know expecting that something will exactly happen in a certain way so I think it's yeah change and uncertainty are definitely I think two major topics that have been very much like on the surface the last year and personally I find it yeah there is two things like one way I find it actually again like a beautiful time to yeah reflect and do what really what you want to do and say yes to things you want to do and also realize certainly you know for me I was always saying yes to a lot of events and I just realized that I actually really didn't always want to do them and I just felt compelled to say yes and I felt like you know the fear of missing out if I wasn't showing my face somewhere and I think that's really like one personal lesson from it that it's just you know I need to observe before I say yes whether it really serves me or not and um, so I think that has been really good but on the other hand I do notice anxiety or fear is like many people I imagine is about the future and about our freedoms and and political system I mean as I said earlier to you as well it's like I can go down rabbit holes and I try not to because it just feeds the anxiety but I do always want to yeah stay educated and listen to my intuition as well in terms of what is going on in the world and be aware and also trust your inner kind of yeah intuition in terms of what is right or not and 
so yeah I think those things are really uh, the major topics that came up for me in this last year and I imagine for a lot of people but um, yeah I, I do observe a lot of change in terms of also how I keep myself busy I think yeah back in in the day I would just I guess always see friends and then go for I don't know dinner or drink somewhere and with all of that time well that you don't do that I realize I busy myself in other ways now and I think that's again linked to if people have things like well if they're grieving or have mental health issues it's it's very hard to sometimes have so much more time to deal with these things and I notice sometimes I busy myself with being more on my phone which is something I, I guess before the pandemic I didn't have as much as a as a urge to be on my phone but I think that's because I was doing other things in person with people and so yeah there's a lot that I'm observing in myself and others around me that's yeah it's interesting but I do hope that yeah we can stay positive and and not increase our anxiety through worrying about all of this. Yeah, completely second all of that and and that process too of of really, yeah, almost kind of using the phone sometimes it's like the crutch or you know because you have more of that time and space right. So it's you'll and and with the craziness of what's going on, you want to dig into it and and you know and you want to kind of almost like yeah, it's the escapism thing right too and and it you know, it gets fixated in that. And it's been a huge, consistent and constant process of unraveling that those layers of addiction there, you know, which I'm sure for everyone listening right now, I mean, you probably found out about this podcast through a phone, you know, like, there's so much beauty in those platforms, too. And, you know, that's how we are connecting now, but really to just also harness your relationship to those things. And, and as you were saying before, just like, reveling in in the beauty of of real life like you're never going to escape the the beauty the yeah the incredible beauty of of being immersed in nature and 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 connected to your inner self you know and sometimes I feel for myself like I I really grasp at that when I'm probably avoiding doing something like that you know or I I I mean sometimes it's good to just zen out and you know just completely have a a shut off from the world and and that could be healing in some moments too but just I think to to catch yourself a little more in 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 your intention for those things and and also just like start to slowly rewire some of those little those little patterns which is yeah easier said than done but <laughs> um, definitely definitely vital in now in our balance moving forward with these you know technologies only increasing <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'd love to uh, I'd love to just hear and dig in a bit more to to your journey of, I guess, being a, a businesswoman or, you know, an entrepreneur and having that sort of that journey there. And um, it really interests me as I kind of move along my own path of, um, you know, obviously with Mojo Mecca and, and seeing that more as a business and less of kind of a creative project or a hobby and 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 just kind of feeling into the ways that maybe certain general business structures don't resonate and and you know, the way that I can move within you know that business expansion in a way that feels kind of still nourishing and balanced if that 
makes sense, but I'd love to just hear your own journey of, um, yeah, navigating your business growing. Cause I know it obviously started from those really humble places and it was very, um, led, it feels like it was quite divinely led, right. You know, connecting with those farmers and, you know, and with the oils too, like your mom already having those blends and that formulation. And I'd love to hear kind of the next phases of that you know perhaps once it started to grow and you needed a bit more structure or even um people to help you know to kind of um widen widen it and, and help it grow so yeah I'm just really curious for my own <laughs> curiosity <laughs> um yeah how you went about all of that yeah um well again it's very I think personal just like constantly checking in with my intentions and my purpose for why am I doing this like am I doing this to make like lots of money and then I realized no luckily not because also that's that should never be the motivation to to become entrepreneur I at least I personally believe but really truly living your purpose and integrating that as kind of like a like an inner compass in every decision that one makes and I'm luckily very self-aware so if something doesn't sit right I will instantly feel that in my gut or I feel that and I, I know then it's because or maybe I was taking a quicker easier route with something rather than the very long route of sourcing everything from the most you know ethical and sustainable way possible and from food forests and um, we, we avoid any kind of monoculture farming so all these things make it a lot harder but it just feels so much better obviously and I, I truly feel that and I, I just can't lie to myself so I think it's just been a beautiful journey to realize that about myself as well that I'm very I want to be very true to all my values and the things I appreciate and learn from things that maybe I thought were right but were maybe wrong and um, and yeah especially with growth it's such a I notice myself it's like such a societal pressure sometimes or an expectation like uh, you know to to double your profits and and your yearly revenue has to be like this graph going upwards only and yeah and I noticed that pressure and also obviously being well having been in London where there's a lot of startups and I mean I don't think it's as extreme as maybe when you have like the Silicon Valley kind of um, talks where it's just like raising millions and millions constantly but I did feel that pressure and that expectation and um and we had like investors who were interested to to spend a lot of money to invest in our business and it was interesting because every time I just felt so uneasy and when we were having these conversations and whenever we said no I just felt such a relief and again I think it was just such a yeah, a nice reminder to realize, okay, this is not really about making lots of money and being huge, but it's about fully, yeah, living what we believe is, is you know, truest to ourselves, um, for me and my partner, Tom. And um, it's been really rewarding living like that. And um, we, we had, of course, in the beginning, we had some friends and family invested and, um, yeah they truly believed in what we're doing and they weren't necessarily doing it because they wanted like a five-year return that's you know huge <laughs> and I think yeah having that guidance and and belief in one has been really yeah amazing and we're so grateful for that but um yeah we've learned also that 
I think there is such a maybe a negative I don't know like thought about if you like I never wanted to take a loan out from a bank I thought oh no I'd, you know that's we're not going to do that we, we're going to get like a huge investor and things but I just totally changed my thinking about that last year and now we got like a little bank loan and it's been so incredible to feel independent of course we're still dependent on the bank but it's not the same way as like just taking on an investor and having that you know expectations with you know in two years time we need to hit this kind of target and um so yeah it's just been interesting journey to constantly learn for ourselves and and see what's right for us as a, as a business and obviously that's very like personal but for us it works this way and I, I do believe that success is nearly like a, a side effect from running your business out of passion and purpose you know and we're so constantly grateful how we're able to live the life we want to live and that's fully created from something we're very passionate about and so yeah, we'll continue doing it that way. And and of course, growing is is important, but yeah, we can grow a little bit more, but I, I don't have plans to be like the biggest, bestest known, you know, herbal company or something. I just truly believe in, yeah, having lots of like-minded businesses across the world. And yeah, so that's kind of how we try to lead lead our business life. Yeah. And as you were speaking, I was thinking, you know, perhaps we think of growth as only the like the upward growth, but it can also be like the more like the mycelium, you know, the the network <laughs> and the like, yeah, down, it could be down or sideways too, you know, it doesn't have to be like even about profit, right? Like you can grow in so many, you know, you think about your own self-growth too, I guess, and like how many different areas that affects or you know dimensions of you that it that it impacts and yeah it's just really yeah reflecting on that as you're as you're speaking and I'd love to even um hear a bit more about you know working with your partner too and how you two navigate that and balance your relationship with working together because I know that's obviously like a dream probably for a lot of people but I think very few people can kind of pull it off long term or you know it could change dynamics so I'd just love to hear how you navigate that yeah so again that's just such a, a journey <laughs> it's definitely was very difficult in the beginning um for both of us um so the first three years I kind of did well I was full-time at Wonder Workshop and Tom was still working um full-time in another job and he was just incredible helping out on the weekends when I was doing events or market stalls. And obviously in the first year when my mom was ill, like he had to take on a lot whilst I was in Germany. So it was, he was always part of it, but yeah, in the beginning it was slightly more me. And then three years in, I, yeah, we, we hit a growth stage where I was like, okay, either I need to employ someone full-time or, you know, you're also just going to make the step and join me in this journey and we're both going to do it. And yeah, it's been amazing, but also so difficult because yeah, obviously we live together and suddenly there is no, like we tried in the beginning to be like, okay, at eight o'clock, we stopped talking about work and things like that, but that's just not, that just doesn't happen and it just doesn't work. And I think if it's your passion, then also you shouldn't like restrict times on to when to talk about it or not, you know, because sometimes we'll be uh, 10 o'clock and 
sitting outside looking at the stars and suddenly I'll have all these creative ideas and I want to share them so it's definitely yeah it's a constant topic um I think the hardest thing really has been the grief I mean it's like a whole third party in this it's like the relationship the business and the grief and sometimes it just feels so overwhelming that I don't have the space for that and I think that's maybe just very difficult when you run a business together and you're constantly together that there is no space really to often be alone and I think that's been my biggest um, teacher is how much I gain from just being alone for a bit and I I really book that in like that's that's my self-care it's booking in I mean it was easier before the pandemic I would just you know go away for a weekend by myself or a week or just a day I would take the train out of London and go into nature for a full 12 hours without my phone um, and yeah that's always been the most healing and bringing me back to myself and balancing me and I think that's just super important and not just for grief but any like relationship and business relationship is really carving out time for yourself um and sometimes that feels like it's like you can easily be in your comfort zone you know I can be like oh no let's just you know chill together or do this together but it, it does feel like it's sometimes more effort to be like nope I'm going to do this by myself I'm going to leave for a week or a weekend and it is really healing for me at least and um, for him too but he he's a cyclist so he's got like most mornings he'll be out for two or three hours in nature cycling so I think he really finds that space more easily than I do to really yeah find my time in nature but it's just walking that I enjoy so yeah it's good that I know what I I need but I need to really book it in because it's easy to yeah get lazy with those things I think but then it, you know the grief or that pain or whatever it, it does come knocking on on your door in a way like I can't avoid it for long like a few weeks ago I was suddenly really down and and it wasn't related to my cycle because usually I kind of find comfort in knowing oh it's I'm like premenstrual or I know I'm going to be a bit more mellow or something but it was really unrelated to it and it nearly frustrated me that I was really down and a bit depressed and um and then I just realized, yeah, it's because I haven't been alone in so long and I haven't like taken the time to just be. And, you know, it was just such a wake up call again that you can't repress these feelings or major things that are going on in one's life. And yeah, in a way, I'm thankful for having felt so yeah, kind of dark because I really took like two days off and yeah, went for long walks by myself and try to put my phone on airplane mode most of the time and it was really healing so yeah yeah I hear you in in having to almost time block those things in right you know because we can get very fluid especially as you were saying with your life and your business and your relationship all kind of you know blending into the one space so it's almost like yeah, almost like you would a business meeting, you know, scheduling that in for that nourishment and, and you know, filling yourself up or just, yeah, giving yourself space to feel where you're at, um, as we were kind of saying in the beginning too, right? Um, and I, yeah, I just really needed to hear all of that that you said too. <laughs> I'm like in the process of coming out of a relationship and of my own feeling and accord, but the reflection that you were you you were kind of giving me with kind of the 
the internal time and the solo time really being what is needed to to return to and that I feel like that's why I've been getting the intuition to come back and you know to close that and there is grief in that but it's it feels ripe with what what is the next phase for me and you know for for everything that I that I want to do and and feel to do from this point onwards so it's yeah it's so much about trusting that right (laughs) and having that self-awareness it's so good to Yeah. yeah make that decision so important yeah and then just allowing the whole process to exist at once right you know as you were saying with the grief and the deep appreciation you know and the beauty and joy all existing at once um and I think you're such a beautiful like teacher of that you know not to shy away from any side of that spectrum to embrace the totality (laughs) easier said than done (laughs) but yeah also just being vulnerable I mean it's such a taboo still (laughs) and I find it nearly just no, fun is the wrong word but I just want to be vulnerable because we all are and I think it's it's such a yeah important topic to not hide away things that actually just add up to feeling worse and yeah yeah exactly um yeah I'd even love to kind of if you could share a little bit about what your day-to-day looks like in kind of you know like you were saying just kind of navigating these different areas of yourself and you know cultivating yourself and then um you know what you work on with the business and how that kind of looks um in your day-to-day and and how you make time to yeah nurture and nourish the many aspects of your life I'm just yeah I'd love to hear um yeah they're never very set in stone routines but on an ideal day I I like to wake up slowly because I I do enjoy that Tom is cycling early in the morning because it gives me that space already just in the morning waking up by myself which I really enjoy to kind of just tune in with myself and see what comes up and I usually do this over one of my tincture or my potions um, or the moment I love drinking chaga tea um, and yeah I sometimes journal and sometimes meditate like there's never like I have to meditate or I have to journal it's kind of just see what feels right that morning and sometimes I actually I'm straight on my phone doing emails you know it's it, it's the reality it can also be like that but then I sometimes enjoy that because within an hour say at 9 or 10 a.m I've already replied to a lot of important emails and that's when I'll then kind of create more of a a a quiet moment or a mindful moment with a cup of tea and when the sun is shining outside and um yeah and I, I I do feel like I always feel like I need to have more structure but I think naturally I'm just I do enjoy going with the flow as well and um, I think yeah another thing with a relationship and as business partners it's you learn that you're very different and you have different patterns like I'm much more of a night owl like I get more creative at night and Tom's far more productive in the morning so sometimes that's also hard then to navigate because by the time it's evening he's unwinding and I'm like oh maybe it's nice to also just unwind and I don't fully truly go into my natural pattern that I would actually maybe want to start working on something creative but that's just again this comfort of like 
oh it's easy let's just chill and <laughs> but yeah it's important that sometimes I'm like nope I'm not going to chill I'm going to do my thing and listening to myself and again it's like there's no rigid way of approaching that but um yeah and then generally I like to usually go for a hike around like four in the afternoon and um yeah and then I pick up some work again like yeah it's just kind of a flow but that's obviously through the pandemic that's been yeah that's been a new pattern you know back in London it would be meetings and going out and seeing lots of people which of course I also enjoyed on some days but not every day and and the more I'm learning also about my own like cycle and and menstruation is that there are just some weeks where I shouldn't do these things and that's why I would feel far more depleted than other times and I think it's or at least for me my my mind chatter would be like oh what's wrong with me why can't I you know why can't I just do loads of meetings and feel great or go for all these social events and so yeah again it's like this constant lesson of what serves one and what sits right and um and definitely also through our mutual friend Rocio who lives here in Mallorca on the island I'm learning so much from just yeah listening to your cycle and and going of that flow and sometimes just saying no to seeing people if it's not in the right moment of your cycle so yeah I'm definitely integrating that into my business life and personal life a lot too and I try not to work as much during my lead during my period and Tom is very much aware of that and gives me that space as well so yeah it's, it's a constant learning journey how to work the most productive way that suits us yeah it's so beautiful to hear you speak about that. And it does feel like that more, you know, feminine way of business. And, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you even get less done, but you just are in a different cycle than is what, what we see, I guess. And yeah, in more of the maybe city environments or the big kind of mega centers of, of business. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily mean that there's less growth or less expansion or, you know less like cultivation of what you're doing it's just yeah it's just finding that that cycle and that rhythm that that works for you and that's yeah it's so inspiring I just I'm still yeah coming to that same place within myself of of what feels right and I so resonated with you about sometimes just waking up and feeling immediately so inspired so you jump on your laptop and you're already like creating you've got all of these ideas and then sometimes it is like the 12 a.m. and you can't sleep and it's there and you've just got to you know do it and and then sometimes you have a couple of days where you're like not inspired at all about what you're doing I mean you are but you don't have the energy there's nothing there that is really really ripe to to work on or something I don't know how to explain it but sometimes it just lulls a little bit and also to just embrace that and to kind of not have to be entirely stable all the time with it you know that it that it will balance itself out and um I'm not sure if you feel in a similar way but with Mojo Mecca I kind of also somewhat see it as maybe an entity that I'm serving or something you know that it is it's something larger than me and it's like an essence or a a being or something you know it helps me to kind of have that reflection around it that I'm in relationship to it in a way you know and 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 I'm listening <laughs> for the next steps yeah. as opposed to kind of opposing myself into the next steps based on what I think I should do rather than rather kind of 
the more time I, I get to know myself and, you know, and, and also, um, yeah, I'd love to, for you to speak to this too, perhaps, like even just listening to the, the wider community who support what it is that you do and, and helping, yeah, just hearing from them and hearing what, what their reflections are on, on what you're doing or creating and, and how, how they can also help to inform the next steps for what it is that you do. Because for me, that's been the real like biggest piece. And oftentimes I don't have the clarity and then I, I kind of ask or I receive from the people who actually engage with what it is that I do. And then the next steps will kind of reveal themselves. I'm not sure. Does that resonate yeah. for you in, in your business too? Yeah, totally. Well, I guess more also from a side of we really want to be a way of showing the connection between plants and people and food and the environment and also going back to the whole curiosity thing I was saying earlier. It's like we want to instill that in a way that, um, you know, by really knowing where a product comes from, that you're kind of increasing this curiosity to understand where everything's coming from whether it's clothing or food and and have building up this connection to nature and and the farmers that are kind of the you know they're the stewards of the land and they look after the plants and they they get to decide how beautifully things are grown and nourish us or or like you know cotton for clothing like we we really want to yeah kind of foster that relationship and create that connection so I feel like that's as you said earlier it's like it's bigger than me it's not just you know me creating products it's really about um yeah creating a feeling that if people buy cer certain products of ours that they are supporting a cause they're supporting soil health and supporting farmers and um or they you know they want to plant a tree or something that it's just yeah it's not just about us as business owners I don't know if this makes sense but it's just it's really about creating yeah a narrative or a story that people can connect to and feel like they are connecting to to these plants and farmers all over the world as well and um yeah create curiosity for everyone yeah and and your yeah wonder workshop would just have that magnetism and resonance about it right you know and 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 people who want to connect to it would just you feel that you know and that creates the natural um feeling of them wanting to support that and wanting to continuously support that too and um and just trusting trusting that process too that yeah your intention is there and it's felt and and it's seen and <laughs> and being received by by those who want to join in in that movement and um yeah I think we kind of sort of touched on it earlier but just it does feel so much about a part of this this larger movement too which as as is your mission you know it's it is about that deeper reflection on um appreciating you know the many details that come together to formulate our lives you know even like you said even just thinking about like how the clothes on our like body were, <laughs> were made and and how the food gets to our plate and you know just fostering that curiosity <laughs> as we said again <laughs> about how all of these things arrive there and and also the gratitude too right like just really giving so much thanks for the abundance that we have in our day-to-day -day lives and and the gratitude helps helps so much with 
I mean, with, with mental health, with physical health, with, um, with your just connection to life and to the wider ecology and wider community, because uh, you feel that, that connection to the cycle of things, right? And, and yeah. uh, I just see you so much being a beacon of that and uh yeah like radiating that and having that kind of magnetized around what it is that you create and it's like you said that it's about the products but it's not really at the same time like it's that rep it's what that represents <laughs> yeah. exactly so yeah I'm actually I'd love to ask even maybe just one more question about um just something from my own standpoint right now in kind of um uh, it is a bit more of a businessy question again, but like in in some ways, you know, we kind of, we steward these things and, and as you're saying in the beginning, just kind of, you naturally just do everything yourself as it's kind of, you know, slowly evolving and, and expanding in little ways. And I'd love to even hear about your process of perhaps like surrendering control in certain areas, I guess, even in um, certain skill sets that perhaps you're not as, um, adept with because I'm kind of noticing myself in this moment getting to that place where I feel that it's time to um, perhaps like hire people for for different roles and and even that process yeah of surrendering and letting go of of that because they do kind of feel like babies in a way and 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 also yeah just just trusting that process I guess too of of allowing for that for that help to allow it to expand instead of I mean it's hard to explain but sometimes I feel like me feeling like I have to do everything alone is sort of even like a contracting energy and it doesn't it perhaps even stifles um that energy of kind of growth or expansion or however you want to call it like the the next steps for for the project so I'd love to even hear about the ways that you kind of navigate that and perhaps even the first kind of roles that you allowed other people to <laughs> to help you with well this is definitely something that i i think it's the biggest struggle um for having a business um like we always said oh actually you know running a business you just kind of learn by doing and you don't have to necessarily study business or something um but people is really like that's the first time I was like, oh my God, like I, I need to learn how to manage or, or delegate, like all of these things I have no idea about and no one's ever taught me that. Um, and I mean, we, we were making all of the products ourselves for the first uh, two or three years in a commercial kitchen in London. And then we just realized after a while, like, okay, this is not the best way we can spend our time and if we want to grow a little bit then this is definitely not the way so that was kind of the first time that we uh, managed to kind of outsource that that work of making our products and that was obviously a huge letting go because I mean that's you know the energy we put into the product and the perfectionism that I am um, into sticking every label straight and all of these things you know that was such a such a journey of letting go and still sometimes when I see a label that's not straight I'm like oh no but I'm like okay you know no one else is really looking at this so that was definitely the first step and then the other step was we were packing and sending all orders ourselves for the first four or five years from our flat and our flat was just like a box 
everything was just boxes and dust and um again that was just such a like a moment to realize okay we need you know we're growing we can't spend every morning five hours packing orders which of course is amazing that we have orders to pack but this is just draining us so again that was such a journey to let go of that part and again for me as a perfectionist it's yeah it's always like a, a hurdle that I've managed to then gotten over and I'm like wow okay I can sit back and let someone else package my order and again of course issues arise sometimes because we're all just human but when something is not packed with the most sustainable materials that I I'd like for for the packers to use and they just use something quick and easy because we'd run out of something and was notified it really hits me very hard and again it's like just learning to let go of that control and not everything's perfect and people will understand if something has you know for once it had like a bubble wrap in it I was like totally like in tears about it I was like okay you know it's fine these things can happen um so yeah it's a constant journey and to be honest it's still just me and Tom um running the whole thing but we've managed to outsource all the the hard like the actual practical work and actually last month I really set the intention that I want to find someone to to come and work with us um and I think that was really just from feeling so overwhelmed from everything and also linked to those few weeks where I was feeling very down it was just oh my god I, I can't just really go and chill for a while because I feel like I have to you know be in control and on call and on every email um so that was actually a real kind of awakening to realize I really want to have support and um I still yeah don't have the answers to your questions with this because it's such a I think it will be such a major shift I mean we've had um some like part-time workers working with us over the years and they work directly with us at home and that was always great but again I guess because it was part-time we weren't like fully invested in that way and and we we spent a lot of time still taking work over or guiding and it was just such a lesson to be like okay how much can we delegate and how much can we expect of someone to also take their in, in it, like own initiative to to help us and so yeah we, we kind of decided that last month like we're going to start looking or we planted the seed at least by thinking about it that we want that kind of support um on a full-time basis and I think that is the next step for for us also yeah as you said you kind of you're shutting off the the potential to grow maybe by sticking so much or holding so much onto it and being so in control and Tom definitely has less of an issue with it than me but I think yeah I'm more of a perfectionist and more I like to be in control and I think it'll be the biggest important lesson for me to let go of that and it's definitely a, an ongoing journey for sure. <laughs> So yeah, not not the direct answer you maybe wanted to hear because I'm on the similar journey with that. Yeah, well, but it's refreshing to hear you in that in that space too because I would have kind of assumed that like perhaps you would have more of a team, you know, at the place that you're in now. I'm kind of in my very like initial stages of like starting to you know have my I have my app obviously and starting to have that more product there and and generating revenue on a more consistent basis and and um just feeling into yeah more of what what is needed that I can't I perhaps don't have all the answers to which is I guess more of the 
I'd say probably more of the strategy, marketing, you know, that sort of side of things, because it's, I think it's such a journey of, of realizing your strong points too, right? And what comes so innately to you. And then just acknowledging to the points where it is overwhelming or feels stressful and, you know, it doesn't flow naturally. And, and then just surrendering those parts, which, yeah, I guess we're both in that place of like, oh, got to let go. <laughs> and and as you're saying too, just like surrendering too, to probably still having to like guide people through that because, I think just because the projects are so intimate, right? Like to you and who you are and also to your mum too, to kind of go full circle. Like it's so, it's like the source, right? You know, and so no one is ever going to get that to the depth of you. So it's almost, but I, I do feel that, you know, we, you'll know who, who is right to engage, right? You know, to have that role and then you just trust that that journey too. And um yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely yeah, a learning journey. But I think by setting that intention of wanting to really take someone on soon, it's yeah, the first step of letting go. And um, as you said, it's so interesting to observe what, what your talents are. And mm. I've always been more of a believer in first being able to do everything yourself I mean a lot of my entrepreneurial friends are the opposite they just say you know if I can't design straight away I'll outsource it and get someone else to do it and not waste my time on it and I guess that's a really healthy approach and but I always feel like oh I first want to know how to do this myself and also kind of understand the value of this surface and you know I mean like we did our website we did everything we do the packaging ourselves everything um which yeah maybe I should learn to let go of some of it but I also yeah I guess I like to to know how much effort goes into it and the energy I put into it but um yeah definitely like observing things that are, isn't right for me or for Tom and letting that go is, is super important and part of our self-learning journey <laughs> for sure yeah and I as you were saying that I was just reflecting on my own you know with especially with the design side of things too and just um it kind of allows for more of that organic process of perhaps the style or the direction like changing because you can do those little shifts you know yeah. like you're like right there on the website or on in the packaging and you can change things you have that skill to change it directly whereas I feel like if you were to have that external it would be more of a process probably so it it keeps you intimately connected to like the next steps of how it wants to look and feel and be delivered to to people so yeah I think I mean each to their own right yeah but I, I definitely resonate with like with your essence behind it too and you know how you've navigated it so seems like we're in a similar <laughs> mentality around all of that <laughs> Mm. Well, I guess as we kind of wrap up, um, I'd love to even close on perhaps, yeah, any, I don't know, advice, insights, tips for anyone else who's maybe perhaps at the beginning of creating a business with heart behind it, you know, that it's just like coming to them an idea or a product or uh, even like a session or a service or something and, and uh, just any advice really for those kind of initial stages of of you know bringing something together and and into the world (laughs) Mm. well I always say 
um, that a sense of naivety is what really got me going. And I know people maybe think naivety is a negative word, but I think it really stemmed from that. I was very like, I just took the risk and I didn't overthink it because I think if we overthink things, overanalyze them, create all these five-year business plans which of course I also did and the five-year business plan looked awful like it meant I wouldn't make any money forever and it was very off-putting and my best friend who's an economist he helped me with the 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 business plan and he also said like no this is not a good idea <laughs> and I didn't listen to him and I also didn't listen to you know like all uh, family friends or older or like older businessmen you are like no just stick to your job maybe make this a hobby or something and I think it's just so important to to yeah maybe that inner child or that naivety of just being like nope I'm gonna do this this feels right maybe on excel it doesn't look straight away like the best idea in terms of numbers but as I said earlier I think success nearly is a a side effect of living your passion and and your dream and of course you have to be realistic and yeah I had um, freelance side jobs here and there to pay my bills but I really just dived in deep and was like I'm gonna run this business I'm gonna make it and I think yeah that really came from naivety in the best way because if I look back I'm like oh my god how did I just leave my job and you know <laughs> started selling cute little drinks on a market um but yeah, it was amazing. And it's, I appreciate that myself at that time for just living my, my dream and my passion and going for it. So yeah, I think that would be my advice. <laughs> yeah, so beautiful. And also, yeah, what you said too about just um, honoring perhaps the times where it is more of a side hustle. You know, like I think there's certain maybe cultures that are created about you know everyone being their own boss or something and it's that can your your passion project or your side business can can kind of live alongside your other passions too and and it can weave along them um and kind of yeah serve you in different ways at different points too as we were kind of saying about the growth too and it not being a linear process you know and and just embracing like the other the seasons where you do do other work perhaps if it's not you know feeding you entirely in that time and I've been in that that same space and and so I'm glad that you mentioned that because I think it removes a lot of the pressure around it too right and you can just keep flowing with it and and um yeah. being on the journey and not like having it be yeah because like we're saying too with the pressure it's like that contraction right but if you have a perhaps in the beginning a couple of things going on then you're not as really really deeply pressuring that to boom you know whatever you want it to do you know you're just kind of following the feeling and following the passion and yeah like allowing it to yeah. organically move in that way mm. good yeah. advice <laughs> so yeah like how can people connect to wonder workshop and your essentials your um yeah your beautiful oils and and just you in general or anything else that you feel to offer as ways that people can continue to commune and connect with with what it is that you do um well I guess it's mainly all on Instagram <laughs> um 
although I'm also always like, hmm, should I get away from it and move fully to your app? Um, but I'm just dabbling in all these things, also like Clubhouse and I don't know, I'm just exploring what sits right. But at the moment, it's really Instagram that I, I, I truly do love connecting to people through that. And that's via my personal one, which is Zoe LVH. And then, yeah, Wonder Workshop and Essentials by Zoe LVH. So I'm, I can be contacted on all of those profiles I run them all so yeah I'm behind them um so yeah that's probably the best way of connecting with what I create and do and then obviously if they want to you know purchase them they can go to the website so it'll all be linked through there too but I'll, I'll put all the links in this in the bio below the the podcast too <laughs> thank you <laughs> Well, yeah, I know that we could we could continue to talk for so much longer, and I'm yeah, yeah. conscious of your your time and jealous of your lunch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but there's, there's obviously so many more tangents we could go down. But I I've so loved just yeah, communing with you around this this process of of curiosity, right? And and the many ways that it has. Um, yeah, the many pathways it's taken you down from business to to also grief and that emotional process and, and just coming from more of that curious space around like deepening in those those processes and not being afraid of them. And I think you just, yeah, you really radiate um, that courage, right, to go there and uh, go there on, on both sides of the spectrum. And yeah, I'm just, yeah, deeply inspired by you and, and thank you so much for taking the time to to chat with me no, thank you so much it was so lovely. like as you said we can talk forever and I, I really hope we can do this in person one day soon um, and yeah. in Australia or here <laughs> yeah either Australia or Mallorca <laughs> I yeah. wouldn't mind either of the two is good 